things we've never been able to touch before, God, so that we can accomplish things that have never been possible before. And we'll give you the glory and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm praying this morning that, that, you're, that the eyes of your understanding might be enlightened, that you might know the hope of the calling that's in you in Christ. I tell you, uh, I'm kind of pumped this weekend because I get to preach from one of my favorite chapters in the whole Bible. And, and uh, uh, you know, and when, when God lets us go here and he's talking to us through this, I get excited because I'm telling you, this is life changing stuff. My life has been r- radically uh, rearranged, transformed by this chapter of the Bible. And I, I get I just get excited. But it's 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 a little uh, weird because uh, I'm going to talk to you today about who you are and the call that's on you. And uh, and it's just a little weird because last night, man, we, we had good service last night. Yeah, we had great church last night. And and, uh, and on the way out, one of the brothers, I said, man, you rock. And he said, well, I, I'm just I'm just I'm just glad to be with you. I'm thinking I want to choke you out for Jesus. Well, shouldn't he be glad to be with you? You ought to be celebrating who you are. See, you need to get a revelation of who you are. Come on, somebody. I mean, today, do all you can. I mean, everything you can possibly do. If you see your neighbor slipping off into Wonderland, poke them. Matter of fact, look at them right now and tell them, this is all for you. Amen. How many got your rock in your pocket? If you got your rock, hold your rock up. If you don't know what this is, you don't come to church enough. Yeah, hold your rock up. Hold your rock up. Well, what's with that rock? We're going to stone people after church today. If you don't have one of these, it could be you. You're in a drawing. No, just want to make sure you got your rock in your pocket, right? And that everything you're doing, you're doing for him. Amen. Everything that you're doing. Colossians 3.17 says, whatever you do, no matter what it is, do it and give thanks to the Father. You, you know, no matter what it is you're doing, just do that. And thank God he's going to use it. And thank God he's using it. You got to, you got to, you got to realize that not only are you called, bless you, not only are you called, again, and, and you're equipped, but you're empowered. You're empowered. You're dangerous. Everybody say, everybody say, I'm called. Say, I'm equipped. Say, I'm empowered. I'm dangerous. I'm called. I'm equipped. I'm empowered. I'm dangerous. You, you need a revelation of just how dangerous to darkness you are. You, you know, uh, that's why the enemy's trying to keep you out of the word, separated from the word. Before the enemy can defeat you, he has to disarm you. Right? So, so he can't fight against the word. So he's got he's to separate you from the word of God. And you got to realize that David, remember what David said? David said, thy word is a lamp. Man, that, thy word is, is a lamp. It's a light. It illuminates my path. It eradicates darkness. You've been called out of darkness into the marvelous light of his dear son. Marvelous light. Ever seen marvelous light? Marvelous lights, crazy bright. Okay? You're supposed to be walking in insane illumination. Arise, shine, for thy light has come. We can probably just quote scriptures today just on, just on this. 
that you, you, you've come, you know, great darkness has covered the earth, but the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Man, I'm telling you uh, that you have the, the power of God operating. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is now quickened your mortal body. And through the word of God, he's going to illuminate your path. He turns the light on. You realize that you're going out and you are eradicating darkness where you go. That's your job. You have a call on your life. You're a product demonstrator. Anybody shop at Costco? My God, I love that place. Yeah, you know, you go in there, you're hungry, they feed you. It's awesome. You, you go in to buy, you, you know, one little thing, you come out with $125 worth of stuff that you didn't even know you needed. Thank God for Costco or we wouldn't have any of the stuff we need. You're walking up and down the aisles and there's product demonstrators. And they are demonstrating products. The other day, you know, they got that, I, I don't even know what it is, it's like some big blender thing. What's that thing called? You know? Yeah, see, he, shoppers, Costco shoppers. And, and, uh, and, and the lady's talking about loading it up with all of the, you know, like put 72 cups of ice in here. And, and grind it. don't do that with your regular blender. You'll burn it up. And she's demonstrating the product. I mean, and I'm thinking, I'm thinking, you know, as I'm walking past there, I'm thinking about it because she's more excited about a Vitamix than we are about the Jesus mix. We've got something that will chew up and spit out the enemy. But we, we're unaware of what we got. Because we ain't never flipped the switch on it. Hello, somebody. We ain't never flipped the switch on it. Look, look at this with me. Go to Mark chapter 4. If you only had one chapter of the Bible, if they came in and they, and they said, you know what, uh, from, from here out, we're taking all the Bibles, you, you can have one chapter out of your book, I want to encourage you. Pick chapter 4 of the book of Mark. I believe that if you grab Mark chapter 4 and you just live your life in, a, in alignment with Mark chapter 4, you can't help but live a victorious life. In this verse, in, in the 24th verse, and, and we're reading from the Amplified, it says, Be careful what you are hearing. Be careful what you are hearing. That does not mean don't listen to very much. Be selective. No, that means give care to what you hear. Give, give, give care to what you hear. You know, he's not talking about listening at all. He's talking about hearing. Anybody who's had children knows the difference between listening and hearing. Come on. Got any parents in the house? Yeah. Uh, last night I was talking about this. TJ was on the front row, and so he gave me permission. To, uh, uh, you, you know, it, there were moments when, when I would say things to TJ. He would listen, but he didn't hear. You know, I'd come in and find TJ. Back in the day, he did, a, he did a lot of Xbox. And by a lot of Xbox, I mean a lot of Xbox. And, and, you know, Xbox is where you pretend to do something. You're not really doing it. You're just pretending to do it. Right? So he's sitting on the couch pretending to do something that he wasn't really doing. And I'd come in and I'd say, TJ. I'd say, TJ. And he'd take his earphone off. He's got an earphone little thing hanging down there. So he can talk to people on the other side of town who are pretending to do the same thing he's pretending to do. They're pretending together. And I'd say this to him. I'd say, it's just very simple. I'd say, TJ, yeah, take out the trash. Got it. 
How many can relate? Now, what he thinks he heard and what I said were obviously very, 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 very different things. Because what I said when I said, take out the trash, I said, take out the trash. What he heard me say was, go ahead and play Xbox for 4.3 more hours. If you get hungry, go into the kitchen, pull out the bread, get a can of home canned tuna, smear it all over the counter. Get the mayonnaise out and leave it out. Oh, by the way, you're going to need a glass of milk. Just leave it there on the counter because your mama will get up in the morning and clean up after you. Eat that sandwich. Go up and go to bed. Forget all about the trash because one of us will get it. Hello? He, he was not careful with what he heard. And it's amazing. He's a testimony of grace that he's still living today. That's how we treat the Word of God. We say stupid stuff like, well, I heard that before. How come you ain't ever done it? Just asking. Look what it said. The measure of thought and study you give to the truth you hear will be the measure of virtue. That's power. And knowledge that comes back to you. The measure of thought and study you give to the truth you hear determines the amount of power that that truth is going to produce in your life. God's word has the power to save your soul. Well, why hasn't it changed the way I think? Why hasn't it changed the way I feel? Why hasn't it changed the way I make my choices? Because you haven't given it any thought or study. See, if you ain't got no power, it's because you ain't given it no thought. You haven't, you haven't developed your understanding of how to use the Word of God. You've listened to it, but you ain't never embraced it and applied it. Come on now, I'm just trying to help you today. You know, don't, don't, don't act like you're getting beat up. Realize you're getting freed up. See, I'm going to share with you today one of, one of the greatest hindrances in our life. See, because we, we say, well, I, I'm not lost. I'm found. I, I raised my hand. I prayed the prayer. I filled out the card. I even got a Jesus T-shirt. But I still live like the lost. Well, no, you couldn't possibly say I live like the lost. I'm in church, right? They go to bars. Or they go to Rotary. Or they go to some other social function. And that's what church has become for a lot of us. It's just a, we've made it a community of faith where we can hang out with people who understand the pressure of what we're dealing with. You know, they're going, they're going through life circumstances and situations just like we are. And, and, and so we can get together and sing Kumbaya together, feel a little bit better for 30, 45 minutes, and, and then listen to a message that's supposed to make us feel better. And then we can go back out and face that dark, dark world together. Wrong life. You're supposed to be demonstrating Satan's defeat on a daily basis. You get out of bed and hell gets humiliated. Why? Because you're walking in insane power. It's the level of thought and study you give to the truth you hear that determines the level of that power that's operating in your life. I'm telling you today that if you just take this message and just give some thought and study to it, you're going to change the end result of your life. Because you're going to have the Word of God. Listen, to, to him who has will more be given. 
Verse 25. For to him who has will more be given. To him who has. You start developing your your rhema, your revelation of the Word of God, and it begins to multiply, increase in power in your life. You get a little bit of power, and you start operating in that, and that power is going to multiply in your life. And you're going to be able to do things that were impossible yesterday. And you're going to find out that it really isn't what you're doing, but it's what's, it's, it's, let me put it this way, it's who you are. It's who you are. But you don't understand, we face storms. Everybody does. That, that, the sower sowed the seed, and the seed's the Word of God. And immediately, the enemy comes to take the seed. Why? Because he knows that if you give thought and study to that, you're going to demonstrate his defeat. You're dangerous to darkness. So let's keep you as far away from the switch as we can. See, the storm serves a purpose. The storm serves this purpose, to find out if you're going to use the word or lose the word. You're either going to use it and demonstrate Satan's defeat, or you're going to lose it and get laughed at by a defeated devil. Check this out. Verse 35, same chapter. You you know, you get so caught up in your stuff. And and the problems and the issues and the troubles. And you spend so much time talking about those things. That those things literally become the sideshow distractions of your life. You don't see where you're headed and what's about to happen. All you see is what you're going through. Distractions. Distractions. I like words. Dis is the prefix that means to push down or press out of. Distractions serve to rob you of traction. They remove you from the position where you have no traction. So all you do is spin your wheels. Because you're just dealing with sideshow distraction stuff. And the real, the real purpose, the real focus of your life you, is lost. You walk around like you're defeated when Christ has made you victorious. In this world, there's going to be tribulation, but be of good cheer. I've overcome all that. So if you're in Christ, you're already a world overcomer. Look at this, verse 35. On that same day, everybody say the same day. I'll say the same day. You've got to go back later. I don't have time this morning. You've got to go back later and check out what happened that day. Man, if there's any day to be, you know, hanging out with Jesus, this would have been the day. The, the, the first uh, bunch of verses in this chapter, you know, the first 23 verses, remember the story of, of the sower and the seed. He's teaching, he's teaching the sower and the seed. Later on, he's talking about, you know, mustard seed faith. He, he is t- teaching some crazy cool stuff. He's talking to these guys and showing them how to live this God life. And that day when evening came, he said to them, let's go over to the other side. Now, he's already told them. Be careful what you hear. Really understand what you hear. Now listen to what he says. Let's go over to the other side. And they left the throng, and they took him with them. He was sitting in a boat. Little boats were with him. A furious storm of wind, of hurricane proportion arose. Ain't no little storm here. Hurricane proportion. 
the waves beating into the boat, so it's already becoming filled. This sucker's looking like it's going down. And he's asleep in the back of the boat with his head on a leather cushion. I love the way Jesus rolls. He's got leather. None of that cloth stuff. He rides in leather. Air-conditioned, heated leather seats. <laughs> and they woke him up. And listen to what they said to the guy who's on his way to the cross to die for them. Don't you care? That's a stupid thing to ask somebody who's going to go die for you. Don't you care that we are perishing? Don't you care that we are perishing? He got up. Said to the sea, hush, be still. And the wind ceased and sank to rest as if exhausted by its beating. And there was immediately a great calm, a perfect peacefulness. A great calm has the ability to swallow a great storm. And he said, why are you so timid and fearful? And how is it that you still have no faith? See, faith cometh by hearing. Hearing the word of God. When he was teaching them all day long, they'd been listening. They hadn't been hearing. Hmm? They're hanging with Jesus. And they still sucking in traveling through life. Because they, they listened. They weren't hearing. He told them, be careful what you hear. And on that same day. On that same day, they, he said, let's cross over to the other side. He told them where they were going. Some of us, God's told you what he's doing in your life. He, he's, he's showing you where you're headed. He's talking to you. He's, he's, not playing, he's not playing hide or seek with you. If there's any game that the Holy Ghost is playing with you, it's tag. You're it. And he gets on your life and he launches you out. You have a purpose. You know, Romans 12. Uh, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so you can prove what is the perfect and the good and the acceptable will of God. Here's your purpose in life. The, 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 the message Bible says, here's what I'm telling you to do. Take your everyday ordinary life. You eat and sleep and go into work life and live that as if it were worship to God. What he's saying is that it's not really, don't get so caught up on what you're doing, but, but, but real, just everything you do, do it so God can shine through it. So here you are, and, and you're, you're facing a hurricane storm. The waves are beating in the boat. The water's filling it up. It looks like it's going under. But what did he say? We go into the other side. We're just going, we're going where we're going. They've spent all day listening to him teach. And right in the middle of it, think about this for just a minute. This was the very first Holy Land faith cruise. Huh? And, and, and they're cruising. They're on a cruise with Jesus. And, and, and there was no forecast of bad weather. They weren't expecting a storm. But one came anyways. There's always going to be opposition. Isn't it crazy how the storms of life have the power to rob us of our focus? Now, I'll just be real with you. You know, uh, we all dealing with, with stuff. And, and, and just trust me, just trust me on this one. That when, when you're leading a growing church, storms arise. And usually they're not little ones. 
you know, hurricane proportion storms. And, uh, you know, in the middle of the night when the wind starts blowing, I don't know why the storms usually come at night, but, hey, we live in Tri-Cities. They look all hot and beautiful during the day, but in the middle of the night, the winds begin to blow. Stuff begins to happen. And in the middle of the night, does it happen to you like this, that everything's fine during the day, but when you go in and lay down at night, the only thing that your mind wants to lock onto is everything that's wrong? And the pressures that are going on and how, how we need that. And, oh, good Lord, we, we, you know, uh, and we're supposed to be building a church out there on Riata, but we've got all this property up here on, you know, uh, 395. And, we, you know, we've got a Southridge stuff, and we need the Southridge stuff to sell so that we can build the thing that we're supposed to build over there. And if the Southridge stuff doesn't sell, where are we going to get the money to build the stuff over there? And, and But in order to build the stuff over there, we're going to have to get permits. In order to get permits, we're going to have to have plans. In order to have plans, we've got to pay those suckers and that are doing the plans, and they want their money. And we've got all this stuff, and we put the money, and we bought the property, and we don't really have a bunch of money and now they want more money oh and by the way so and so's called and they're really upset because you know what you said shoot i don't know what i said i could have said anything and so and so saw you down at the mall and they were really happy by the way you treated them and i'm like i went to the mall and you just get all of this stuff well wait a minute what did he say be careful what you heard not Let's talk about what you see. Oh, that's good right there. You better write it down. Be careful what you hear, not talk about what you see. Let me show you some stuff just because of time. Let me just throw some stuff at you here. I just want you to think for just a minute. Think about who these disciples knew. Not who they'd heard about, who they knew. And think about who these guys travel with. And think about where these guys have been. And also consider what these guys have seen. And they know some powerful people. They travel with a very powerful man. They have been in some amazing places and seen some crazy stuff. But in the middle of their storm, their testimony is, we're going to die. Light effects are helping us make this point. Thank you in the back. That was awesome. Okay. (laughs) So, it must not matter who you know. I mean, it matters, but it must not be the big deal. Well, I know God. You're still getting your hiney handed to you. And you know God. You know God, but you still got the same results as somebody who don't. So obviously, the real issue doesn't stop with who you know. It don't even stop with who you travel with. You can hook up your trailer to anybody you want, but still... When a storm comes, you're going to die. See, it's not who you know, it's who you are. And it's not who you travel with, but it's about who God connects to you. Hello, somebody. You're the, you're the living example that God wants to use to influence others. 
It's not about where you've been, but it's all about where you're going. He's taking you someplace. It's not about what you've seen, but it's about what you're going to see. See, you are called, you are equipped, you are empowered, and you are dangerous. But you've got to embrace who you are in Christ. Because I, I love the garden. But you can still lose your marriage and attend the garden. You can still have a financial devastation and be, you know, and I hitched my trailer to Todd. I connected with Keith and Lene, but, I, but I'm still about ready to kill my kids. It's not who you're with. It's who you are and how you're impacting those who are with you that really matters. And it's not what you've seen. I've seen some crazy stuff. But I've got to tell you something. It's what we're going to see that motivates me. It's where we're going. I really think if Jesus could have pointed it out to them, guys, he would have said, if this storm freaks you out, wait till you see what's waiting on the shore of where we're headed. Hello, somebody. Matter of fact, Mark chapter 5, verse 1 and 2. They came to the other side. Oh, imagine that. Here's a shocker for you. Jesus said, we're going to the other side. And then chapter 5 says, they came to the other side. Check it out. It happened. Storm or no storm, you're going to make it. Look at your neighbor and tell him, storm or no storm. They came to the other side, and as soon as he got out of the boat, no rest for the weary. As soon as he got out of the boat, here comes a guy under the power of unclean spirit. And remember this guy? This is the dude that's got legions of demons in it. Get this for just a minute. Jesus crossed over, faced a hurricane storm, and went to the other side to connect with one man. With one guy. The guys in the boat thought they were lost. We ain't going to make it. The guy on the other side definitely was lost. He didn't have no hope. The guys in the boat who thought they were dying, they were the hope. You know, when the enemy's telling you that there ain't no hope, you ought to remind him, I am the hope. Because Jesus lives in me. And if Jesus can't get me through my situation, well, then all this other stuff's just a big lie. So I'm not going to worry about my situation. I'm just going to go spread the hope. As soon as he got to the other side, look, look, drop down to Mark chapter 7, verse 31. Soon after this, Jesus coming back from the region of Tyre, passed through Sidon onto the Sea of Galilee through the region of Decapolis. Decapolis, that, that's... You know, we got the tri-cities. Decapolis was ten cities. Jesus crossed over to impact one man on his way to blow up ten cities. And by the way, this one guy, uh, well, go, go back to chapter 5, verse 16. Check it out. Those who had seen it related in full what had happened to the man possessed by demons and to the hogs, and they began to beg Jesus to leave their neighborhood. When God starts moving in your life, don't be surprised when people around you would like you to leave. I know you're under the impression that everybody's going to warmly embrace you. Not true. And when he had stepped into the boat, look at this. The man who had been controlled by the unclean spirits begged him that he might 
come and be with him. And Jesus refused to permit him, but said, go home to your own family, your own relatives, your own friends, and bring back word to them of how much the Lord has done for you and how he has tried or how he has had sympathy for you and mercy on you. Go home to your own family. Go home to your own relatives. Go home to your own friends and bring back word to them. Hey, I got a question for you. What do you bring your family, relatives, and friends? Do you bring them word? I know a lot of folks, and, and really hear, hear, be careful what you hear right here. I know you, I, I know you want to go and see the world saved. Why don't we start at our house? Do you bring back word? Do you understand the power of the word of God? You know, there's a story, and, and you'll remember it. There's a story when, when Jesus was teaching. He's sitting in a boat. And, and when he got done teaching, he said, hey, let's put this stuff into practice. Peter, launch out. And, and launch out to the deep. And, and let's lower these nets for a haul. They had fished all night and caught nothing. They were, they, when he showed up, they were up there washing empty nets. And Jesus sat and he taught them. And then he said, come on, launch out. And, and Peter's like, wait a minute. We fish all night. We're fishermen. You're a preacher man. I don't tell you how to preach. How come you telling me how to fish? But on the ground of your word, I'm going to do it again. And, you know, there's all kinds of info in that story. You know, they fished at night, and here it is. It's in the daytime now. And Jesus says, let's go out at the wrong time. But, but let's go do what you always do. But let's take this word and apply it. Let, let's, let's, let's take what I just taught you and put it into practice. And you know the story that they, they, they pulled up so many fish they had to call to, to, to other boats to come because what God was doing was about ready to sink their boat. Remember, and, and he, he, he said, when I do what I always done, I get a result that I ain't never got because I've taken what you said and put it in application in my life. When I do what you've asked me to do. Simply because you've asked me to do it. I'll get results that I ain't never got before doing the same thing that I've always done. So it ain't about what I'm doing, but it's about why I'm doing it. That's going to cause the power of God to come alive in my life. Oh, be careful what you hear. Be careful what you hear. Because the, the measure of thought and study that you're giving to the truth you hear determines the amount of power that's going to operate in your life. Remember, when, when, remember the story when Jesus was asking them to just carry that? I just want you to carry it for me. Just carry it for me. Might sound like a crazy thing to you, but the reality is, is that he just wants you to do life for him. So that you can reach the lost. You want to know what the power of God in your life is for? It's, it's revealed there in Mark chapter 4 where he goes across to find one lost guy to send that one lost guy home to get his family, his relatives, and his friends as he's on his way to ten cities to get the other. Let me tell you what the power of God is operating in your life for. It's operating in your life for harvest. Why? Because the lost matter to God. 
I said the lost matter to God. Can, can I, let me tell you what T.L. Osborne said. T.L. Osborne said when you want the same thing that heaven wants for the same reason heaven wants it, you're unstoppable. It's not about the very you know meticulous broken down item of what I'm doing. I got to make sure I got to make I got to make sure I'm doing the right thing. How about you just do it for the right reason? I'm going to do everything I do so that people can see Jesus in it. I'm going to handle every storm of life in a way that people can possibly see the light of the glorious gospel shining through my life. I'm going to quit talking about the storm and I'm going to live for the one who has authority over the storm. Whether he speaks to it or not, I know where I'm going. I'm going to the other side. Why? Because he told me to get over there and that's where I'm headed. He's called me into a peaceful habitation. So I know that we're going to have peace in our habitation. So let's just go there. Well, what about the fight on the way? Well, I'm not going to fight no more. So I'm just going to peace. I'm going to walk in prosperity. I'm going to demonstrate the blessing of God on my life. I'm going to live in a way that pleases God. Everything I do, no matter what it is. I'm doing it for him. I'm doing it for him. When Jesus says, come on, get in the boat. Just get in the boat. Let's just get in the boat, guys. I said, let's just get in the boat. Let's live this thing. Let's live it out loud. Man, we, are, we are called. We're empowered. We're dangerous to darkness. God's going to reach the lost through our lives. Don't be freaked out about the opposition and don't live in the land of distraction. Stay focused and realize that, you know what, God's going to do something in Tri-Cities, Washington, and he's going to use us to do it. And it's going to go, it's going to, it's going to, it's going to launch out way bigger than that. But let me tell you something, what he's going to do here, the miracle that he's about ready to perform. It's going to be awesome. I'm telling you, it's going to be Awesome. I think what you need to do is every day be praying and thanking God that he's using you to accomplish something that there's no way you could do. That he's using us as a congregation to accomplish things. There's no way we could do this. You know, we're doing our best. We're, we're trying to understand all the steps and all the stuff and use as much, uh, you know, uh, you know we, we want to look as smart as we can. But the reality is, is that when it's all said and done and we've got a building on Riata and it's paid for and there's thousands of lives being impacted with the gospel of Christ, we're going to end up having to give him all the glory anyways. So, so, yeah, you might as well. Come on, give Jesus a hand this morning. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Yeah, let me just close with this thought. Let me tell you why he's going to erect buildings, why he's going to sell properties, why he's going to move in this way. It's not because we did all the right things. It's because he has a plan to reach the lost. And he's just looking for somebody who won't be distracted by a storm. Who will make it to the other side so that we can see people delivered and set free. So that their families and relatives and friends can be impacted by the same life-giving power that has impacted us. Amen? I want you to close your book, bow your head, let me pray.